0: Hello, 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 and you have reached the Self-Reflection Podcast with Donna. Here we look on our past and our present to project joy and happiness into our future. I want to welcome you today to today's podcast where we're going to be talking about overcoming grief and what does grief look like and how do we overcome it. In our life today, um, we're experiencing Different levels of grief and trauma uh, throughout the world. And I believe that grief is a part of life, so is trauma. But healing is also a part of it. And I believe that we're all able to heal ourselves if we put forth an effort to see and acknowledge that our pain does exist, um, that the pain of others exists, and work from there to help bridge the gap. And so today I'd like us to just look at what is grief. Grief is a natural response to loss. It's an emotional suffering, right? It's a feeling, something that, that happens on the inside of us. Uh, The pain and trauma that comes with grief can be overwhelming at times. You may experience all kinds of difficult and unexpected emotions like shock, anger, disbelief, guilt even. But the the hardest part of it is the profound sadness that comes along with grief. Um, And that sadness can really come on you at any time. Coping with loss of any kind can be extremely challenging most people associate grief with the loss of a loved one uh, or a death. However, grief comes in so many different ways and and it can be still very traumatic um, no matter how grief comes. I've experienced even within the four years of my being here um, an an extreme amount of uh, loss and still I've been able to Try to heal um, within that time, and I'm working on myself and on the process of healing. Grief can come in many ways uh, through divorce or breakup of a relationship, the loss of health, losing a job, uh, the loss of financial stability, a miscarriage, uh, retirement, even. I know a lot of retirees, they they find a profound loss when they're no longer able to work and they don't feel productive anymore. Um, and then there's a loneliness that comes along with that. Death of a pet, loss of a dream. Um, that, that to me is a big one because we have so many lost dreams. I know Les Brown said the grave is uh, buried with all these lost dreams. The loved one, the love of someone who's ill, that's a big one because we're, we're really going through a time where this pandemic is ravishing the world and we have to watch a lot of our loved ones um, who are sick, who are going through this pandemic and suffering with the COVID with different symptoms. And we even have loved ones who, who aren't affected by the COVID, but they're still dying. They're still sick. Um, You know, I just recently had a loss in my family and um, just yesterday and it's like breaking my heart because of the loss and it's just so much loss and so much grief. I feel at times that one person can bear, but I know that God, I know that God is still there. He's still standing by me and I don't believe that he wants us to... Mourn the loss over remembering the love. And so that's what I focus on. I'm trying to focus on the love more than the loss, even though the loss is still there. And it's a feeling that it's going to take time, you know, it's going to take time. Other forms of grief and trauma that we go through are the loss of safety when people no longer feel safe, that's an extreme uh, sense of loss. Uh, Police brutality, something that we're going through in America, racism. And that's something that happens, not just in America, but around the world. Um, This world pandemic, uncertainty of of the future. Being the sole provider and caretaker can sometimes bring on extreme grief pressure, a lot of stress when you're the only person to provide and take care of uh, your family and you don't feel like your needs are being met. So that can be a sense of loss and grief. Um, fear of failure, not feeling supported and loved. Those are all feelings that we experience and it, and grief comes along with that. Sadness can come along with that. Whatever your loss, it's personal. And you have every, every right to your feeling. Never let anybody try to shame you for feeling grief or for experiencing grief. Because we all have that right as individuals to experience it. However we experience it and to go through it and to heal from it, right? That's a part of it. There are stages in grief. Healing happens gradually, right? It takes time. Pain doesn't just disappear or dissipate. Um, It takes time to go away. And we can't say that one person's pain is greater than another person's pain. We can't just dismiss pain. Don't try to say, well, I'm just, I have to be strong and put on a strong face. No, deal with your pain, accept it. Um, And I I believe that when we accept our pain, that we're able to move past it and move through it, right? We want to move through this thing. Um, because if we don't, it has a way of leaving seeds in, in, inside of you and later on becomes a trigger. And so you'll think, oh, I got over it. And then something will happen and that will trigger the pain and bring it back because we haven't healed, we haven't um, been able to move through the pain, right? That healing is now able to come in a way that is successful for us for our healing and growth the world is upside down right now and um, many people are feeling so many different emotions from sadness to anger to disbelief fear Um, there's just so many between the pandemic and what's happening in America and the world really is upside down and to think people are still dying from the virus and other, and other sicknesses. People are still having heart attacks. People are still, um, you know, dying just in general. We're, we're ex- experiencing extreme levels of loss, whether it's by uh, police brutality or just by uh, any type of crime, right? Violence. There's riots going on right now in America, protesting. Um, and I believe that protesting is a a positive form of releasing some of your anger and frustration, right? Um, But peaceful protest is what we need. And for me, I always say that my prayer is a part of my protest because without prayer, I don't believe that there's a lot that we can get done, right? So... We're just feeling so many different emotions, so many different emotions, and we're feeling extreme um, moments of despair. I know that there have been days when I've been just sitting and I'll just start crying um, when I think about everything that's happening in the world today. And it helps me to, what helps me is when I think about the goodness the goodness that I know that's within a lot of us and in our hearts. And I think about the love that God puts in our heart. And I know that love is so much stronger. So then I just start thinking about positive things, people in my life that have influenced me or helped me in any way and that have encouraged me. Um, And that does make me feel better. And it takes me out of that mindset Trauma will come in different forms. And when it comes, um, it can come in the form of crying. Um, like we said, some people are marching, some people are rioting, some people are praying, some people are just posting, some people are just watching, right? Um, it comes in different forms When we, how we respond to trauma and how we respond to grief. But we can heal from all of this. It starts with acknowledging your own pain and then acknowledging and understanding the pain of others. I think that's, a, that's an important part of getting past grief and understanding the grief that others are experiencing. Understanding and putting yourself in the shoes of someone else is extremely important to the healing process. Just like with overcoming grief, um, there is a helper. We do have someone to help us. And his name is Jesus. God sent his son to help us. He He overcame the world. And he lived and experienced a lot of the traumas and the loss that we've experienced. Jesus wept, the Bible tells us. Um, he experienced anger, rage. He He's been on rants and riots where he turned over the money tables and you know, he destroyed property at the expense and the to promote people to show love and to say that we're not going to, you know, destroy the temple and violate the temple. So God was a, a revolutionary, in my my opinion. Jesus was a person that, we can look to because we know that he experienced a lot of these same traumas that we go through every day today. You know, he's experienced the loss of loved ones. He's experienced um, being violated. He's experienced being beaten. He's experienced being betrayed, right, by a friend, by someone he loved. He's he's experienced all of these things. He's protested in the streets. to to preach and to talk about the love of God and what you have to do to receive that love, right? He's protested. He's done that. So we can look to him for an example of how to overcome the world and we can do that through love because that's what he did. He gave his son because he loved us, right? So the Lord... There's a psalm that says, Psalm thirty-four, ten. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. God knows our pain. He's experienced it. And so he's close to us, especially in those times when we feel crushed, when we feel hopeless. We don't have to feel hopeless because we know that we have hope in a Savior. We know we have hope in someone who... Understands our pain he understands the struggle because he went through it and I don't believe that it is very much different from those times from the times that we're experiencing now I feel like it's just like a circle you know um, and I do believe that the Lord can heal our hearts if we allow him He's not a bully, so he's not going to just come in and break down the door, but he's there, and he wants to heal you. He wants to be a part of that healing process. My heart in the last few years, have like I said, has experienced um, loss of different kinds like many others. And sometimes I wonder how we're even able to stand, but I do know that there is a peace, That literally surpasses all understanding. That God does give us, he left us a comforter, someone who is literally hovering over us to give us strength to make it from day to day. My heart goes out to George Floyd and his family and all of those who have fallen unjustly by the system that is there to protect them My heart also goes out to all of those who have lost loved ones like myself to COVID-19. My heart goes out to those who have just lost loved ones in general, and it has nothing to do with COVID, but they've had other illnesses and other sicknesses and they've fallen. My heart goes out to all of those who are lonely, who feel despair, The loss of of a friend is, is a great loss, right? And so we have to acknowledge that pain. We have to acknowledge that pain and know that even within that pain, there is still hope. There is still joy. We can still find peace. I just recently lost a friend. Um, my brother's best friend, last night, and I just, you know, I think about his life, and I thank God for him because he was, he was a good man, and he he was a good provider, and he took care of his family, and he loved them, and his wife, you know, and I pray for his children, and that God gives them peace. Um, I will not forget you, Junior. He was a, he was a good, good guy, and I remember him and my brother, you know, as preteens, children, you know, being really good friends up until their manhood today. And um, it's just wonderful to see how God can raise up men to be men, you know, men who stand for something, who care and love on their families. There are good men out there and good black men who love their families, who love their children and love their wives. And so we honor them today and I honor his life today. Life is short, family. I encourage you to love, to love, love on those who are around you today. Make make that your challenge to find someone to love on, to find someone to to do something kind for. Whether it's a phone call or a message, find some type of love today. We are experiencing. So much trauma and just watching it day to day on social media and TV that all of those images start to affect your spirit and it contributes to the grief process. It contributes to uh, the trauma, and it's a trigger. So, I would suggest taking some time and taking a break from a lot of it, you know? Um, I'm not saying to not watch it, but because we have to be aware. We have to know what's going on. Um, Because if you just sit silent and you're not aware, then in my opinion, you're part of the problem, right? So we do need to know what's happening in the world, but you still need to take a break to rejuvenate yourself. You need to take a mental break and then come back, right? Um, I believe that that will help to make us all stronger in the end. Love, in my opinion, is stronger than hate. We can only overpower hate with love. The devil really wants us to be distracted. I believe that and overwhelmed and to feel despair and grief with everything that's happening in the world. But I came to tell you that God overcame it all. He overcame the world and so can we. We don't have to live in despair. We don't have to live in fear that there's no hope for tomorrow. Because, praise God, he did it all. And he came that we would have life and have life more abundantly. He wants us to have a good life, even now. Even now. With all the chaos, with all the destruction, with all the sickness and sadness and grief in the world, even now, God wants to bless us. Even now. I woke up this morning and I took a deep breath and I realized that even now he's still giving me mercy. Even now he's still giving me grace with that one breath, with the one movement of me putting my foot down out the bed and then putting my other foot down and then walking to the bathroom and then walking to the kitchen and then opening the fridge and taking out some milk. I realized that even now, he's still in the blessing business. The fact that I was able to get out of the bed, to walk to the bathroom and then walk to get the milk. Um, he's still providing for my needs. He's still, he's still on the throne. And so we don't have to be uh, filled with complete despair and feeling that, you know, there's no hope. Because there, there is hope. And this too shall pass. This too shall pass. With time, I believe that this virus will pass. In time, I believe that we can heal. But it's a process and and it takes just that. It takes time. It takes time. So praise God from all... From whom all blessings flow. God, He is the God of more than enough. God is not just a part of the universe. He created it. And He's not the universe. He is God. And He's in control. And He ultimately decides our destiny. He decides when we live, and he decides when we die. Those times are appointed. But what's the good news? The good news is that in the middle, we still have a chance to live our best lives now. We still have a chance to live the life that you've always dreamed of. As soon as you open your eyes, you have that chance to organize yourself, to organize your thoughts, to really take time to pray and to devote time to meditation and to really listening and being still, to hear the voice of God for the plan for your life. We don't just want a good plan for our lives. We want a God plan. So I I encourage you to think about that, to think about That in-between time. In-between the time of living and dying. What am I going to do with my time? Right? Because you still have it. So while you have the time, get organized. Start thinking about real practical steps that you can take every day to live a healthy life and to start the healing process and to start moving in the life that God has for you. He has a plan for all of us. It's up to us to take those, to take the challenge, to take the step. The first step is up to you and you have it inside of you. It's possible. You can do anything you want as long as you put your mind to it. Our mind is our greatest asset. The Bible tells us to set our mind on things that are lovely, things that are pure, things that aren't high. God gives us this mind, right? And if we are, uh, and you don't have to be a spiritual person, right? But if you are, you know that we want to have a mind that's like Christ, right? We want to have a mind that feeds us and feeds our spirit, And when his spirit is in us, it will lead us to all truths. And within that, we are able to live a life of abundance. To live a life that's fulfilled with joy and peace and happiness. And yes, sometimes sadness. Sometimes grief. And yes, sometimes despair. But we're still living. We're still standing I think about that Maya Angelou poem, Still I Rise. Through everything, still, I rise. I'm still standing. Through it all, through the midst of it all, we are still standing. In the meantime, think about what you want to do for your life, how you want your life to look, and start to plan for that. Start to organize I just want to thank everyone again for listening to my podcast. I hope that you are blessed by it and that you are encouraged to keep moving forward even in the midst of grief, even in the midst of all the that's happening in the world today that you know that we have a comforter. We have someone who experience what we're experiencing today and we are not alone and that you can have a bright future, and a great life, even now.